Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 198 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are an Xbox-related fun fact together. The show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favor and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles that you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's log game releases. The big games out last week included Fatal Frame and Mask of the Lunar Eclipse, Guilty Gear Strive, and Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. The games coming out this week include Valheim, Vernal Edge, The Wreck, WWE 2K23, Tricky Thief, Two Point Campus, School Spirits, Walken, Lords of Mayhem, Zifu, Defend the Rook, Backbeat, and Peppa Pig World Adventures. A new update for Xbox Game Pass has been released, and it is as follows. Available today on Cloud Console and PC, you can play Guilty Gear Strive. On Cloud, you can play Dead Space 2 and Dead Space 3. On March 14th, via Game Preview, is Valheim on console. March 16th, you can play Sid Meier's Civilization 6 on Cloud Console and PC. Then on March 21st, Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom, the Prince's Edition on console and PC. Now into last week's biggest news stories, and we have six to cover this week. Number one, Starfield delayed to September with the Starfield Direct coming in June. Cass Marshall at Polygon writes, Bethesda Softworks announced a new launch date for its upcoming sci-fi RPG Starfield, a massive galaxy-spanning game that builds off the Elder Scrolls gameplay and structure. Starfield was originally announced in 2018 and set for a November 11th, 2022 launch. That date was later pushed back into the first half of 2023. The new release date for Starfield is September 6th. Starfield draws inspiration from Bethesda's own Elder Scrolls, including a silent protagonist and first-person conversations. There are also more than 100 star systems to explore, and more than 1,000 planets for the player to pursue, which gives the game a massive scope similar to games like No Man's Sky or Elite Dangerous. Quote, we have poured ourselves into the game and even I'm surprised how much we can pour, end quote, says game director Todd Howard in the launch date announcement video. Quote, it is large, end quote. There will be a Starfield Direct Showcase revealing more information about the game on June 11th where players may learn more about the world, narrative, and characters they will encounter on their journey. Quote, there's still so much we have to show you, end quote, says Howard. Quote, this game has many of the hallmarks that you'd expect from us, but it's also a very unique experience, end quote. He adds, quote, we know you've waited a long time to play something new from us. Believe it or not, we're kind of the same. We miss it. We can't wait for you all to play it, end quote. Starfield will be available on Windows PC and Series X and S at launch and will be available day one on Game Pass. Not that I'm happy to see this, but I'm glad it's happening. If they don't feel the game is ready, just push it, push it, push it until it is. This game needs to be a 10 out of 10. There's really no in between for it. It's extremely high expectations and they need to hit it. Now, there's so many games coming out in the first half of this year anyway that why were we even going to crowd it up? Redfall was May 2nd. We're really going to get in the way of Redfall, your other big exclusive for the first half of this year? I don't think so. This is a great move. I can't wait to see more at the showcase. From the little clips that you can see in the announcement video in the background, it looks like it was running better, but I guess we'll see at the direct. I cannot wait. Number two, Xbox Game Showcase event confirmed for June. Luke Albagees at True Achievements writes, Microsoft has confirmed that despite skipping E3 this year, it will still host its usual Xbox Game Showcase on June 11th, with a Starfield Developer Direct presentation set to follow afterwards. Lots of big names seem to be skipping E3 this year, but that won't mean we'll have to go without plenty of Xbox news. Microsoft has announced it still plans to run its Xbox Game Showcase presentation on June 11th, on the weekend before the trade show kicks off. Last year's showcase saw Microsoft focus entirely on new Xbox games coming out in the next 12 months, although Starfield has now slipped to just outside that window after getting delayed, and we still don't have a Forza Motorsport release date yet. It'll be interesting to see whether Microsoft will do the same this year, as there are a good few Xbox Game Studios teams yet to show their hands on what they're working on. 
including Gears developed by the Coalition, as well as lots of announced titles we'll be hoping to get updates on soon, such as Fable, Avowed, and Perfect Dark. We pretty much knew this was happening, but it's great to hear that confirmation. I love these showcases. I get extremely hyped for them every year. I've been doing this for years and years and years, and I just can't wait for that time of year. We have to be getting updates on at least Avowed and Hellblade Senua Saga. Those are the two I would look to. Fable and Perfect Dark, yes, we need them because they announced them so long ago now, but I'm not quite sure. It would be nice to get the tease for the next Gears game, which is clearly what the Coalition is working on. And what other surprises and tricks do they have up their sleeves? It seems like it's finally time to hear the game from Compulsion, right? I mean, Microsoft purchased them in 2018, and we still don't know what they're working on after they released We Happy Few. The time is nigh. This could be a big one. We say that every year. Hey, I'm hoping for a good show. Why not you? Number three, Capcom Spotlight March 2023, everything announced. Logan Plant at IGN writes, The Capcom Spotlight for March 2023 aired, and the developer showed off some new updates for Resident Evil 4, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, and more. Here's a summary. Resident Evil 4 special demo available today. Capcom revealed that the Resident Evil 4 Chainsaw demo is available to download today. This trial version of the game takes place at the beginning of the game as Leon first enters the iconic European village. There is no time limit on the demo, so you can play it as many times as you want. You can download it on PS5, PS4, Series X and S, and Steam. Exo Primal release date revealed. We got a new trailer and release date for Exo Primal, which is coming to Series X and S, Xbox One, PS5, PS4, and Steam on July 14th. We got a look at a ton of dinosaur hunting action, as well as an introduction to some of the game's characters. The trailer also said that Exo Primal is an always online game with a continuous internet connection required. There will be an open beta test with cross-platform matchmaking from March 17th to the 19th. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak is coming to PlayStation and Xbox this April. Monster Hunter Rise came to Xbox and PlayStation platforms earlier this year, and now hunters can look forward to the Sunbreak expansion on April 28th. Sunbreak, which released on Switch and Steam last year, adds two new locations, a new hub world, and a ton of new monster-ranked monsters and weapons. Capcom also announced a new Sunbreak digital event set for April to share information about the next title update for Switch and Steam players. Ghost Trick is launching on June 30th. Ghost Trick is coming to modern platforms on June 30th, 2023. The original Ghost Trick was a DS title from the creator of Capcom's Ace Attorney franchise, Shu Takumi. The game stars Sissel, a dead detective who can possess and trick real-world objects to save people from their own demise. The remaster features updated graphics, a better frame rate, and a new challenge feature, plus all 37 songs from the original soundtrack have newly arranged versions from the composer of the great Ace Attorney soundtrack. Street Fighter VI introduces new commentator Hikuru Takahashi. A new Street Fighter VI trailer revealed the game's final color commentator, Japanese actor Hikiru Takahashi. Takahashi can commentate matches in Japanese, narrating the action in Street Fighter VI's battles. Her inclusion brings the total number of Street Fighter VI commentators to 8. There will also be subtitles for the commentators in 13 languages. Capcom also revealed that the Capcom Pro Tour 2023 season will feature Street Fighter VI. And lastly, Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection adds new content. We got a new trailer for Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection, which is coming on April 14th, 2023. The collection will include 499 patch cards that were previously exclusive in Japan as physical collectibles. Now all players will be able to use these cards in battle from Battle Network 4 and onwards. The developer also introduced the Mega Buster mode, which amplifies your attack power by 100 to allow players to get through battles faster. A lot to throw at you, but the two big ones, obviously the Resident Evil 4 demo, which I already played and is awesome. I cannot believe this game looks good. This game is going to be huge. It's one of my favorite games of all time. It's the most purchased game on all platforms, going back to GameCube, to Wii, to Xbox 360, to Xbox One, to Xbox Series X. I love this game. It's almost a perfect game. It looks so good. I cannot wait to play it later this month. And then Exo Primal. This game has been intriguing me, and what they didn't mention here in the story is it is coming to Game Pass. So I'm excited to try that when that launches in the summer. Number four, Rocksteady Suicide Squad has reportedly been delayed again following showcase criticism. Andy Robinson at VGC writes, 
According to Bloomberg sources, Warner has decided to push the title from its previously announced May release date until later this year. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is the next game from the creator of the Batman Arkham series, billed as a genre-bending action-adventure shooter set in an open-world metropolis. The game was originally billed for a release last year, but was eventually delayed until May 2023. Suicide Squad was showcased during a PlayStation livestream event last month, but received some criticism from fans due to its live service elements, such as the requirement to play online even in single-player mode. While many modern games include DRM, which requires a, a one-off online check to prevent piracy, the persistent online requirement remains relatively uncommon for modern games with single-player modes. Even in titles that are primarily co-op focused but have single-player elements, presentation also confirmed that the game will feature a battle pass, which Rocksteady claimed would only contain cosmetic items. Post-game support, including new characters and missions, was also announced. A representative from Warner didn't immediately respond to Bloomberg's request for comment. This is... not good. And Warner Brothers has still not yet confirmed that this has been pushed, but we do kind of have to trust in Jason Schreier, as he is often right. I just don't know what this game. It just has this bad stench on it now, it feels like, and people are just not excited. And it seems like people have been talking about online, which I've seen, which is shocking about Rocksteady moving this game out of the way of others when it used to be the other way around where you wanted to get away from a Rocksteady Batman Arkham game. How the mighty have fallen? Maybe? I guess we'll see at some point this year, but I don't know. I got a bad feeling about this. And number five, Obsidian sorry for troubled launch of the Outer World Spacer's Choice Edition. Anthony Wood at IGN writes, Developer Obsidian has apologized on Reddit for the performance issues plaguing the Outer World Spacer's Choice Edition following its March 7th release on PS5, Series X, and S, and PC. Quote, I am sorry that you all have been experiencing performance issues with the Outer World Spacer Choice Edition. I understand how frustrating this can be, and I assure you the team at Private Division is working on getting a patch out as soon as possible. When we have more information about the patch, we'll be sure to let folks know, end quote. The Reddit post also provided a link where players could submit support tickets to publisher Private Division as to when they run into issues with the game. The Spacer Choice Edition got off to a shaky start earlier this week with players reporting poor performance for both PC and console versions of the game. There are numerous posts on the game's subreddit bewailing the issues, and the Steam rating for the game is currently sitting on the very negative. The Spacer's Choice Edition, which includes the DLC packs Murder on Eridanos and Perils of Gorgon, was expected to bring a range of improvements to the Outer Worlds, including a dynamic weather system, overhauled lighting, and improved load times. The remaster launched with a $59.99 price tag. However, for customers who already own the original game and its DLC on PS4, Xbox One, and PC, there's a $9.99 upgrade path available. It's disappointing to see that this story doesn't highlight the fact that this wasn't an Obsidian Uprez remaster port, shall you say. This was done by another in-house studio from Private Division. Seems like they're really just trying to get all that money for this title, since Xbox does own the IP now through Obsidian. And it's disappointing because I expressed how excited I was that they were going to do this version. It was going to look and feel better than ever. Thankfully, I'm not playing it anytime soon, so hopefully they fix it when I do finally get back to this game, hopefully, this year. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox. Let's do a fun fact about original Gears creator Cliffy B and his take on Gears 4. Jordan Midler at VGC writes, Cliff Bozinski considered taking Gears 4 first person pre-Microsoft acquisition. Speaking on the Xbox era podcast when asked about Epic's vision for the fourth game before the IP was sold, Bozinski said, quote, Yeah, I can tell you I wanted to actually consider going to first person with it. Can you imagine chainsawing a locust in first person? End quote, he added. While Bozinski didn't elaborate on his ideas for the theoretical fourth game, it would have marked a huge departure for the series, which has been third person since its inception. Bozinski also claimed that when Microsoft took over the IP, a focus on returning to the game to its horror roots was key for the Xbox maker. This is so interesting to think about, and honestly, I'm pretty glad it didn't happen. Especially at that time, it was Gears, Forza, Halo. Those were Microsoft's temples, and we really didn't have much else. 
So if two of those were both first-person shooters and Halo and Gears, I don't know. I feel like it might have even been worse for them. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, I did do the Resident Evil 4 Chainsaw demo, as I mentioned earlier, and just continued on my grind on Destiny 2. Really enjoying it, have not done the raid yet, just because it's hard to find that dedicated time, but it's just fun to play, it's mindless, I love the gunplay, I love the gameplay, love everything else, but the story is keeping me engaged. My name is Brandon Rosie, you can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. Hope you all have a great week, stay safe, and keep on gaming.